0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, and he's always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking our Week 3 Rankings episode. We're going to do a little bit of the ranks. We're also going to do some uh, high-low players here, because there's definitely players that have disappointed for the first two weeks that People might be looking to trade already you got the people that always overreact in fantasy football way too quickly and this might be time to take advantage of that so we'll go over all of that in just a minute before we do that make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF profit or Instagram at fantasy football profit so subscribe to us on youtube as well youtube.com slash fantasy football profit but so I guess this could tie into ranks but before we get into the actual talking about this stuff I think we got to talk about Devonte Freeman just just got signed by the Giants which I think we kind of expected after the news was out that he was going to visit. It seemed like this was obviously going to be the logical place for him. And so most people are probably going to listen to this episode after their waivers have already gone through. But I hear there's a lot of people that are in love with getting Devonte Freeman right now and think he's, you know, should be a top top ad and he just blows like Deion Lewis out of the water. Right. But I'm not sold on this Devonte Freeman thing. So, First off, Saquon was struggling behind that line. Saquon Barkley, who is, you know, one of the best running backs we've seen. And he was struggling. Week one, what, 15 carries for six yards? He was having a rough go of it. Devontae Freeman is not Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, do people forget? I mean, what what, what Devontae Freeman do people think we're getting? Are we, are we transporting back to 2016? When's the last time Devontae Freeman's been good? I think it's 2016, right? He said about – that was it. He has – last year, he was not good. I mean, I, I don't love throwing out yards per carry. I've never – it's not like a thing, but there is a point where it starts to be like 3.6 yards per carry last year. It was a it was a rough go of it, and he was injured the year before. 2017, he was okay, I guess, but it was 2015, 2016. That's when he was good. I don't know what, what, what you think about this, but I just don't really buy this. I think it's a bad team. It's not a great situation. I honestly still – would personally want Deion Lewis. I kind of think Deion Lewis could become more valuable. I just don't believe in Demonte Freeman. I'll be honest, just don't believe
1: it. I mean, and injuries like like everyone else, I am not impervious to them. They are killing me this year, yeah. absolutely. So I am looking at the waiver wire and I am trying to pick. You only can pick so many, right? If you you know who do, who can I kick off? Who do I trust? Who do I really believe in? And when, to be quite honest, when anyone on that Giants team. Their name comes up. I do not trust them. No. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's going to be Deion Lewis, and it doesn't matter to me if it's Devonte Freeman. I think the best thing about Devonte Freeman is he will be a bigger name. It will take quite a bit of you know draft capital or the top waiver pick to get him. I think it will give everyone else the opportunity to get other players that I think, even though they might not have the starting role that they can just run with. No pun intended. Um, I I do think that they will be more beneficial to have uh, such as like a Davis taking over for McCaffrey for a few weeks, maybe up to six. We don't know. Um, Or even uh, uh, McKinnon. I I think those guys are more beneficial than Devontae Freeman at this point. We have not seen him play in a while, to be completely honest. Maybe he'll light the world on fire. Maybe they'll change the offense because they no longer have Saquon and it's just not working. Any of that is possible. So I'm not saying he's completely worthless to go out and get. Uh, He will have the starting job, you know, from here until an injury or he proves otherwise. But, um, yeah, we don't know what Deion Lewis is going to be either. So at the same time, I don't believe it's a one starting back
0: kind of role. And and that really, really worries me. I'm just – I don't want to go spend, like, big fab money to get him. This is not where I'm going to go, so – I don't. Know. That's that's okay. Not for Dodd Freeman. I we got to see what he can actually do in the field. I just, I don't think he still has a lot left. And to top it off, I don't think the team's any good. So I don't. I just don't think it's going to work very well. So, just I'm going to jump into some ranks before we get into some of our buy low candidates. I just want to talk about quarterbacks quick because I'm curious what you're thinking here, quarterback wise for the week. Because there is some quarterbacks that have really impressed, like Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray, I mean, Dak's been pretty solid, Cam Newton's been good, and I mean, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have both been good, but they haven't been maybe, they haven't been just like, wow, these guys are so far and away better than everybody, because they haven't been these first couple weeks. Are you still just slotting in Jackson and Mahomes 1-2, or are you looking like Russell playing against Dallas, which Dallas gave up a lot of yards to Atlanta? Um, Kyler Murray going against the Lions. Lions have not been able to, they were not able to stop Rodgers or Jones or um then Trubisky in week one.
1: Yeah, um, I I mean I'll just go through my top five real quick. I no longer am I sliding him one-two automatically. I think we don't have a lot of information as far as defenses go, but we do know matchups a little bit, and we have seen what other people are doing, right? Uh Russell Wilson, we've always been a big fan of him. We had him number three, so I don't think that is uh you know, anything too crazy to jump him above one of these guys. But I do have Lamar number one. I love his running ability. I love what that offense can do. It felt like he he really didn't even have to do anything in the second half of last game, and he yep. still got you 20 points. So I, I, I do believe in Lamar, especially going against KC, because you, you either they're going to make a statement or it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I like, I like him. Obviously, I like Pat Mahomes, too. I do have him number four this week, though. So, Baltimore's no joke. I yeah. mean, their defense, both games, they have not came up against someone of KC's caliber. But, you know, Kansas City is coming off of pretty much a, a recipe for how to keep them in check. Right. Yeah. They, um, you know, L.A. did a wonderful job doing that. Um, so, I, I do have them number four. It's not anything too crazy, but I do have them in number four. And then number two, Russell Wilson. Number three, Kyler Murray. He's going against Detroit. We know Detroit is, like, just a freebie right now. Uh, and Kyler being able to run and pass is that dual threat that Detroit is going to have no answer for whatsoever. I mean, you can do whatever you want on him. So I'm going to throw in the quarterback that's going to do both. Um, and he's he's looked phenomenal. I mean, he has Hopkins, so he'll get those, those passing yards. But his rushing ability is setting him apart. And then number five, I do have, I put Dak. Look, uh, do I think he's going to get three rushing touchdowns every game? No, but he is throwing it a lot. They're in these highly, you know, high score games for whatever reason. I don't know what their defense is doing, but, look, Dak is reaping the benefits. And then from there, just to finish out the top ten, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers. And then I have Ben Roethlisberger with Ryan Tannehill at number 11. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting on I, – I love Tannehill, but he does – He's outside of it just because uh, you have Minnesota, and once again, you, you don't really know. I don't know what's going on with AJ Brown and stuff. Can you know Jalen Smith actually catch multiple touchdowns a game? I don't know.
0: So my top five is almost the same as yours. I still put Mahomes ahead of Kyler. Just I have a hard time making the switch right now, but I get it matchup wise and everything going on. I, I get it, but I still I did have Mahomes three behind Russell. Same other than that, and similar rest of the top. Josh Allen, then I went Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, I went Rodgers, Roethlisberger. So, very, very similar there. So, one quarterback, though, I wanted to ask you about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: is, Are we seeing, like, the downfall? Is this it? Drew Brees. Like, he was not good um, against the Raiders. Is that just, is that Michael Thomas? Is that how much Michael Thomas has just completely, I guess, allowed Drew Brees to keep playing? Really? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly <laughs> fighting more so, in New Orleans. I'm I'm telling you, I think it's Drew Brees really can't throw the ball downfield anymore. It Michael Thomas has been his safety blanket, and I mean Brees is obviously still accurate as you know can be. But Michael Thomas is just such a good target; he doesn't drop anything. Has he really made Brees look better than Brees should have aged a little more? Maybe that aging is happening now without Michael Thomas on the field.
1: Well, I actually I do agree with you. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this about Breeze, like, oh, he's, he's finished without him. But, yeah, if you have someone of that caliber, I mean, we, we saw it even with not an aging quarterback, right? You see it with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If you don't have Hopkins. Life is a lot tougher. Yeah, he's out of and, our top
0: ten now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is. And, and he's going against Pittsburgh, too, so you're kind of like double whammy. Um, yeah, Drew Breeze comes in at number 12 for me. I'm not writing him off because it was one game. And no. to be quite honest, too, Los, uh, like Las Vegas, it still feels weird to say. Right. Uh, the Vegas Raiders, both games they played, they've played good football. They have. And and I don't see a lot of unnecessary turnovers. Their defense is is relatively solid. Um. Hey, I'm I'm not writing them off because I'm thinking maybe Vegas is just a very good team this year. I'm not I'm not throwing them in the like you know title contender, but but maybe you don't want to play them anymore.
0: Maybe the whole um. Everyone was giving John Gruden so much crap last year. Like it's just the game has just, you know, passed him by. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe he had something, you know, remember when he was trading Khalil Mack and trading to they traded to Cooper. All this stuff, and everyone's just John Gruden doesn't have it, right? I don't know.
1: Well, I, I I don't necessarily know that. I do know that John Gruden needs his players to run his scheme. Yep. And I think he finally has them, right? You have Josh Jacobs, you can run the ball a you know a absurd amount and with John Ross, even, Oh, John Ross, geez. Well, if that's not a Freudian slip, uh, John Ross, <laughs> his, uh, doppelganger, if Henry Ruggs, yeah. if, um, if Henry Ruggs, the John, John Brown, or geez, man, I'm, throwing everyone, I'm throwing all of them in, in one, but if, uh, John Ross wishes he was Henry Ruggs at the moment, but, um, even yeah, with him not. And if you watch the game, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about, but even with him not doing very well in that last game, um, he was able to uh, draw a penalty late in the game that kind of shorted it up. So it, it feels like even if he's not going to use him a ton every single game, he is there to take the top off the defense. He is there to put pressure at certain parts of the field. And I think that is where Gruden really um, kind of shines because he can really take yeah. one player and optimize them. I'm just, surprised he's able to do it without any true wide receiver out there. I mean, they're just throwing the ball, they're
0: throwing the ball to Darren Waller. Yeah, and and, and Waller's just gonna we, have a massive
1: year. We kind of thought that too. We weren't sure who it was going to be um, Tyrell going down, but yeah, I, I think that they're a legit team and they're going to run the bejesus out of the ball. And if yeah. I, I do worry, if Jacobs
0: does go down. Um, I, I, I think they can still do it. Jalen Rashard got a nice touchdown last night. I think they're, they, they're not going to be as good, bit. obviously. But Yeah, and that's what I
1: worry. You, they're really controlling the ball mm-hmm. very well with Jacobs. He is a very good running back, and that allows Carr to be more of a yeah, efficient just, quarterback. Carr, man. you never know
0: what he, what he is. I still don't know what he is. After how him. many years, I do not know what he is.
1: I, I, think, he's a, I think he's a manager, right? Well, I think he's a game manager but, that isn't going to win you games. And, and I mean this with no disrespect, but I don't think he's, you know, he's not a Pat Mahomes, drive. Right? You don't want the ball in his hands with two minutes to go and think he's going to sling it all around and make a miracle happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You give him a full game and you stick to the plan and he will not throw a lot of interceptions. He'll be able to get first downs. And then you put in, you know, a good running back behind him. And he's a very capable quarterback. I haven't seen anything more than that yet. <laughs> but who knows? Vegas is uh, really surprising me.
0: So – um Funny, funny stat I just heard is you know it feels like we don't know anything about Derek Carr yet. He's about to set the all-time record for most starts as a quarterback as as a not, as a Raider quarterback. He's about to have the most starts of all time as a Raider quarterback already. And well, you say already,
1: but with his, I know, but it's, it's funny. For but that's for what I'm saying. Years?
0: Like it's been a while, but it's like how do we still not know about this guy? Is this year six at this point? You're seven? I don't even know what year it is. It might be year seven. It man. might be.
1: Well, I mean, we say we don't know him, This is year seven. This is year I mean, seven. It's crazy to they me. Got, I feel bad for him, really, because you go to the Raiders who, I mean, let's be quite honest, has not had the best... Um, I mean, I think they went to the Super Bowl. When was that? You'll remember this. I already
0: know. What, back in the 2000s? Yeah. With uh, Rich Gannon? Okay, Rich Gannon, yeah. What Do you know what year that was? Anyway, so... I the, want to say that was, like, uh, 2003. Okay, so it was a 2002, quick 2002.
1: decline after that. They go to the the super bowl with the aging rich Gannon. uh obviously they do not win and then they pretty much have to sell off parts and then they get Khalil Mack you think they're on their way up and they kept switching coaches and then obviously Derek Carr during his tenure whether that's six or seven years he also gets hurt um how many I wonder how many coaches he's even had um he, he's if you look at his numbers you do wonder why people aren't a little higher on him because right off, I do remember either his uh, freshman or, or sophomore year in the in the NFL, he put up good numbers. But it's just never every coaching system has like changed up on him. I mean, even when uh, you know this new regime came in, they were questioning whether or not they should ship him and, and start brand new. I mean, just he's never gotten a lot of love.
0: No, he hasn't. It was 2003. So they lost to the Bucks. They lost to Gruden.
1: <laughs> look at this gruden started the downfall and now he's trying to push
0: him back up there you go so all right how about some running backs here so we're not gonna not too much of to talk about mm-hmm. here at this i'm gonna go more i think let's see if you do you have any by low at running back that's what i want to see by low is, is any of your by lows running backs
1: <sighs> um running back is more I difficult know. because a lot of it is. injuries uh Kind of messing with it at the moment. I'm trying to think who would actually be low because, like, I mean, a week ago I would have said like Leonard Fournette. I I don't know if he's low anymore because he had his breakout game. But if someone in in your um, league still doesn't believe in him, I would say he would be a a buy low candidate.
0: Um, I say for me, it's Joe Mixon still. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I still
1: have him. I still have him relatively high. So
0: it's just. It's the two weeks, so 35 carries for 115 yards on the year. 3.3 yards per carry, no touchdowns, only five catches. So you know there's at least, not every league, but there's leagues out there where people are done with Joe Mixon. And they're just, you know, they want to get something for him, yet while he still has maybe some, some kind of value, right? And this is maybe the time for me people are thinking to get rid of him. I would never get rid of him at this point. Never Don't get rid of a player like that where their value's taking a hit but if you could if you can convince that uh that Joe Mixon owner to get get him to you for you know not you're going to have to give him something but not you know major pieces to your team i'd try to do that cuz i mean mixon had a slow start to last year too and it came around and i i do believe this team's going to come around joe burrow looked better in game 2 than he did game 1 already he already made a, a jump and i think it's going to continue so um, I'm going to, I'm on board with getting mixed. so this his start this year is actually better than last year's start. <laughs> so last year he ended up with 1100 yards, you know, very solid year five touchdowns only, but his first two games last year, he had a total of 17 carries for 27 yards in his first two last year. So he's way above last year's pace. So I mean, he, he should rush for 2000 this year at that, at that rate, he's going compared to what he did last year. So Joe Mixon for me, I, th- I still, I'm a big believer in that. And I'm not going to, don't worry about these two games too much. I think he's just that much of a talent where he's going to figure things out. So Joe Mixon for me, I'd go after go get him. The rest of these guys, I, I just, I mean, Zeke's the number one now, the clear-cut number one running back. And then then it's almost, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's, it's Zeke and there's like Alvin Kamara and there's Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are up there. Those, those are like the guys now, right? At this point with McCaffrey and Barkley out. And then I think Jonathan Taylor has to be up there in the ranks because of the volume he's getting. And he's a good player. I don't know how great he is yet, but there's so much volume for Jonathan Taylor. I think he needs to be up there. So for me, I put Jonathan Taylor fifth this week going against the Jets. He's I like five. that one.
1: I would say the other one, and it's so difficult because you know who the good running backs are. These yep. are not surprises, right? I think the maybe the people that you could go out and get that, and usually owners don't, you know, aren't the ones that are kind of underrating them, but I, I I do think that Austin Eckler, because of where he's There's, ranked yeah, right yeah. now, I think he would be a great one to try to buy low on. Um, and if, and kind of in a weird way, I actually think Kareem Hunt as well because it's, he's, gonna he's be the, interesting. Yeah. He's a number two, so there might be a way to you know people can't view him as the number one. Chubb is killing it, right? Hunt is, and if you I don't know if you have a good wide receiver or something, they're probably more likely to give him up, even though I think he's going to produce. You know, running back two type numbers. So I think he's an interesting one because he's kind of a Trojan horse a little bit. Um, those, those would be the other two that I would kind of throw up there for that.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think Austin Eckler's, I think interesting people are all on the Josh Kelly bandwagon. And I mean, I like Kelly. He was one of my, I thought, I kind of thought Kelly would jump into this role. This is where I kind of envisioned him and it happened. Austin Eckler's not going away. Austin Eckler, I think is still a better back than Joshua Kelly. He's just different. And he's going to be still in his same role. I'm just hoping, hoping they put Justin Herbert in there. And did you hear Anthony Lynn the other day said uh, Tyrod Taylor is their starting quarterback. He gives him the best chance to win. Tyrod Taylor does. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure, I hope. I mean, come on. NFL coaches just need to, like, not be afraid to make changes,
1: honestly. Yeah, and also, dude, Tyrod knows what, what is going uh, on. It's just they have he, to. He maybe. knew that he was waiting in the wings. He had a good start. Like, in what world – I mean, maybe it feels good to hear your coach say that about you. Unless really I i believe that he likes him, and I don't have any issue with Tyrod being a starting quarterback. Do I want him to be my starting quarterback? No. no because, because, you know, you're not
0: going to win if he's yeah, a starting quarterback.
1: But I'm sure that he is a, you know, a good presence to have. You want to keep him happy. But you're looking at what happened last week. Tyrod knows, too. I mean, you know, give the guy a little respect and just say, Hey, he came out here that we're going to run with the rookie because, you know, he did such a wonderful job. Uh, but, you know, Tyrod is still an intricate part yep. of, you know, the teaching
0: process or whatever. I don't
1: whatever you want to tell
0: him. So move over to wide receiver here. So do you have a couple by low or you have a buy low wide receiver here for me. Um, I mean,
1: there's OK, there's more. There's, here. More, there's quite a bit here, yeah. I think. Um, the one that stands out to me that I think people might be afraid of is A.J. Green. I, I yeah. believe in A.J. Green. I have from the beginning, so maybe I'm a little, uh, you know, one-sided on this. But, hey, A.J. Green did not perform the, the first two times out, but they try to get him the ball a lot. And we saw enough from Joe Burrow, which I don't think anyone really doesn't believe in him anymore, the talent. I think the longer they stay on the field together, the better they'll get. If he keeps getting double-digit targets, he will start doing really well. So I would say A.J. Green for me is definitely so, that
0: one. A.J. Green is tied for fifth in the league in targets right now. Love right. it. And he is uh,
1: in points. What is he right
0: now? 79th. Yeah, and with 22 targets over two games. The targets are there. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. That's, to me, I think clear cut. He, it's going to happen, right? 22 targets in two games. Burroughs trying to get the ball to A.J. Green. I think that connection is going to happen. So I love that one. I'm still not going to rank him as high this week. I need to see it before I do it. But I feel, I feel that, yeah. I want to go after that one. So um, I went with uh, this is a higher up the board play because it's just some people are going to maybe be down on him already. And Alan Robinson to me, because in two games, he has eight catches only for 107 yards. That should just be a good game. But it's kind of, you know, five for 74 against the Lions, three for 33 against the Giants. He hasn't done a lot. And I still believe in the talent, though. And I have him ranked uh, sixth this week. Actually, so I really do. And a lot of that's going against Atlanta. I think it's a good matchup. Atlanta, look at, you know, they gave up 40 points to the Cowboys. I think that's a good matchup for Allen Robinson. I'm still on board with Allen Robinson. I think it's, you know, I can see people wanting to um, trade him. I could see somebody out there. Robinson's not this, he's not one of these, the biggest names out. He's like this in-between guy. So if somebody could want to trade him, I think you should try to go get him if you don't have to obviously give up a terrible amount for him. But yeah, yeah. I, mean,
1: Robinson. I, I like that one because even I would be open to that trade because yeah. I hate the situation he's in. Yep. So I, I don't hate that one at all. I, I like that so, one. That's, I think that's smart.
0: The other guy, I don't know. I'm not really going to maybe advocate for this yet because it was so bad last week. One good, one great game, one bad game. Adam Thielen. If you have the, the owner that is just so down on last week and how just terrible the Vikings were, maybe you can get Thielen from him. But. Then again, are the Vikings really that bad? That was just – that was ugly. I don't know. I have a hard – I just have a hard time with that because that was so, so bad.
1: It was very bad. I, I'm not sure what to say about that one
0: either. So I just that's – that's one to keep on your radar. But
1: uh, The other one – and it, it's hard because it's an injury. I, he's highly, he was highly sought after, so I, I don't know if you'll even be able to get him. But if someone is in desperate need, um, A.J. Brown, right? He didn't have a great first week against Denver, 3.9 points. Uh, didn't play against Jacksonville. You know, he's, he's hobbled. Uh, obviously, John New Smith is kind of taking off. Yep. Corey Davis is starting to, you know, be productive. So if someone is starting to worry about that, especially if they had a Christian McCaffrey or, or someone else uh, that had an injury on their team, they might be looking to move some pieces. I think A.J. Brown would be one to look
0: at too. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm going to say one that not going by low, but maybe the other way is I'm not sure I wouldn't try to sell Julio. I'm just not – I mean, remember how long we've talked about this? When's that year going to happen? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's that – it's here yet, but it could be. All
1: right. No, I like – It this. could be. Uh,
0: let's play this game. Yeah.
1: What do you need to get – So – We'll say this. We'll, we'll, uh, I'm not, I don't want to play cross, uh, you know, wide receiver running back because it's too – I don't think it's yeah. that transparent. So, so, I'll go for like
0: a two for one. Yeah, for a wide receiver – I like, mean, would would somebody trade you Calvin Ridley in a player form right now? Is Calvin Ridley just no, been that good? Calvin Ridley, he's been too good, yeah. right? So I would probably, I would like something, Could I get Alan Robinson, Terry McLaurin for him. Would you take it? I think I, might. I think you could do that. Definitely. I think I think I might do that. Interesting. Alan Robinson is the one where I maybe maybe throw left. off. I think if I could throw Terry McLaurin, I'm a big Terry McLaurin fan right now. I think he's showing how good he can be. If I get McLaurin and combine him with something, McLaurin and DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore too. Something, I mean, I'm just throwing my team right there. <laughs> um, I think it would be like a Terry McLaurin and I'm just trying to think of who that second guy would be that I'd be okay with. Or it could be like I'd throw in like a DK Metcalf and – It would have to be someone much lower than – Somebody else. It's, it, it's those kind of things. That, you know, I think I would do it. So you're open to it. I would be.
1: Here, here's one that's an interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it could go both ways. I think he might be a good trade bait, and I think he might be. He's,
0: he worth- he could go either way. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and the other guy that I think is kind of that way is um. What do you feel about Julian Edelman?
0: I think you know, I would try to trade him if you if somebody think if somebody is in actually. But you know what? He's had but two good weeks. Maybe well, one I'm one not going to get. I still know. think I try to trade him, but maybe this is real. And that's that's going to be Cam's guy.
1: Who, I mean, he was you know he's he was Brady's guy. He's he is that guy in the office. I just can't he's not see them score a lot of touchdowns, but
0: I would, can't see them throwing the ball that much would you, again,
1: though. Would you look to do like a DK and, and Julian Edelman, even though he's a little more of a name, so people kind of grab onto him a little more, gravitate
0: towards his name? I would. I don't think I'd do that.
1: You wouldn't do that. No. Interesting. All right.
0: No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Julio, though I don't know, is it that is it that time? Not sure. Well, I
1: don't I don't hate it because I think what we've seen in the first two weeks, with as many times as they've thrown the ball, is we don't. They have a lot of talent on that team that you can throw it to. So who is going to catch the touchdowns? Who are they going to key on? Julio is definitely going to have well, a, a solid year. And I have no a, doubt about. He had that. a
0: very good week one, but, yeah, but you're going to have more of down those down. week twos are going to happen. I think they might just happen more often. He's 31 now. It, when you get to this age at wide receiver, you just don't know where where is it going to change. It happened real quick for like Andre Johnson. Remember back in the day? Like Andre Johnson just was like done. It happens to receivers all the time where all of a sudden they're just, I mean, they're just all of a sudden done, especially bigger receivers. I feel like it happens so often where they've been good and all of a sudden then they are, I don't know what happened to him. Julio is one of the best of all time. Yeah. So it it could he, he definitely might have more year. I might I might still be saying this for the next three years with Julio. It's it's possible. It very
1: well could, but I think the consistency is something we always got off him, even if it wasn't touchdown wise. It was yeah. it was yardage. Last game in not sounding the alarm bell like you know like you were saying, but hey, if you can get multiple pieces that yeah. can produce for you. You Know is that better than the up and down version of what the Falcons are going to be this year? And it does look like Ridley right now, he's becoming the real thing, he's kind of overtaking him. And a lot of that has to do with touchdowns. He's just
0: I mean, are we seeing somehow he just knows how to get it? It's Indiana. not the same type of player, but are no. we seeing the next Ridley? Are we seeing the next uh Julio taking over for Roddy White thing? It's that's a very good not yeah. the same, you know, they're not the same kind of players, but it's the same situation, yeah, you know, years later for the so, same team, yeah. yeah, years later. So, all right. Um, tight end-wise, I don't know if you have any by-low at tight end. Um, I really don't, honestly.
1: No, well, the people I like kind of did well last yeah, week. Yeah, the ones,
0: <laughs> the guys I've liked have been good. And the, the young guys are stepping up like I was hoping. The Jonu Smith, the Mike Gusecki. T.J. Hawkinson even showed some flashes that I think yeah. he can be a player. Hidenhurst caught a touchdown. I mean, Goddard wasn't great, but I don't think that's anything to worry about. I think he has a good matchup this week. Tyler Higby was yeah good. He got a bunch of touchdowns. Hayden Hurst was was good. So um, Hayden Hurst, I th- I like him. He's he's a, he's a good athlete out there. He looks good. But they again talking about Atlanta. They have a million guys to throw the ball to now. I mean that's part of the reason with Julio the targets might not be there. You, be you, you, up got, and down. you got Ridley. You got Russell Gage who's getting a bunch of targets, and you got Hayden Hurst. So so
1: I do want to ask you. I'm because I'm interested too. Because after looking at more and more, more and more and more of these tight ends. Um, there's two, for me, there's two names that jump out that I would like to get your opinion on, yep. whether or not uh, their talent or usage is going to continue, right? Yep. Uh, number
0: one, I want to know how you feel about Sample in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm just not, I don't care. I don't, I really don't. I don't, Um, I just don't think that offense is going to be able to sustain a, a tight end like that. Sample, he... he I'd have to be a deeper league. I think there's just so many other guys to me. That's the thing. We're just so many guys that I just don't need to reach there. Unless you're in like a tight end premium league, you know, tight ends are getting more points. Then yeah, definitely consider it like Scott Fishbowl type thing where you're getting more points. But in a regular 10, 12 team league, I just don't, I think he's just, he might have some decent weeks. Maybe he's maybe in bye weeks you start thinking about it, but I like too many of these other guys or shoot, like it's the point where Evan Ingram's like in the barely in the top fifteen now. Like there's right. so many guys out there. So
1: well, um, okay, and then so okay, and him. But no. the other guy that I find interesting mm-hmm. that may have just broken into, you know, more playing time mm-hmm. since uh, the number one tight end was out. But we're talking about
0: uh, Mo Alley yeah. Cox. So Mo Alley Cox, he got over 100 yards last week. Which so Jack Doyle in his entire career has had one 100 yard game. Alley Cox does it in, like, his first start. He's, uh, what, another one of those former basketball player types? Yeah,
1: former UCF. I,
0: I, I love those kind of guys. Like, they always like,
1: – Man, you really had that 1-100 uh, that one game stat yeah, locked. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You knew I was gonna him, I going
0: to ask <laughs> about it. I had a feeling you were going to Alley Cox there. And I, I'm interested in him, actually. I actually am. Um, a little more than Sample, maybe. Again, I don't know if it's enough to actually pick him up yet. It, it depends on the size of your league. It depends on the size of your bench. I'm interested in him. I am. I'm going to keep him on my radar, but I'm just—I'm not ready. Like in the leagues we're in, I don't have a bench spot for him, so he's not going to end up on my team. But there's something possibly there. I think he's—I think he's probably better than Jack Doyle. He has a chance to be better than Jack Doyle. I think we know what Doyle is, right? He's just—he's fine. You know, he's—he's he's never going to be anything special. Well, like, Cox is interesting to me. I'm, um, yeah. I'm—I'm very—I'm going to definitely be watching that, especially against the Jets this week. Could be a decent game. So I, I like I. Very curious how that one plays out with him. Um, if I had, you know, some of my deeper leagues that I'm in, I'll, I might throw him on the end of the bench. So, right. All right. I think that's it for our, I don't know what you call it, ranks, buy low, <laughs> all that kind of stuff episode. So we'll be back tomorrow. we got some mailbag questions from everybody. Talk to you guys then.